don't think I ever told you this, but you know those melatonin gummies? Mm-hmm. The first time we got them, mm-hmm. um, I took all three. Oh my God. They- <laughs> no wonder you slept well. You'll notice they don't acknowledge that there are three servings in the packet. So I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you were like, we need more of these. These are great. <laughs> I read it as one, but it I didn't clarify if... one packet or one gummy. So I one. only did take one. And I told you mm. I had some whack ass dreams. <laughs> um, I just remember that I was fleeing some <laughs> peril situation. But I was oh, so funny. groggy that when I like woke up with my panic attack, I was like, well, I just went right back to sleep. Yeah. 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 I was also questioning whether there was THC in it because maybe it was a mixture of CBD and melatonin. But I was looking at the baby monitor, as I mentioned, and trying to see if there were flames because so I, for some reason, thought my house was on fire. And but it but it was like looking kind of like like yeah, floaty yeah. why is it moving it felt like it was moving i was like there might there might be some THC in these <laughs> okay since we had an episode on confidence and we were considering an episode on boundaries i feel like there's two concepts i learned this week that opened my eyes to both and i thought it was worth sharing with you maybe you're familiar with these so i'm curious confidence is almost like an illusion that you have to have confidence in what you're doing. It's more of like confidence that you can figure it out or move through the failure. For example, if you're someone who's always growing or an entrepreneur or a business owner, most of the time you're doing something new. You're not going to be confident in the new things you're doing. Really, you're trying to build up the muscle of being okay with not knowing and having confidence that you're going to either figure it out or or work through the fallout of failure. Or learn something throughout the process that you're going to put in your toolkit and take with you. Yes. Hmm. I thought that was fascinating. Like we're not supposed to be confident all the time. We're supposed to learn to navigate that. It's your resilience through. Yeah. Through new things. Yeah. I thought that was It makes total sense to me. It makes, makes total sense. sense. The other one with boundaries, I'm curious your take on, is we are taught to set boundaries as working mothers and in society to protect ourselves from like right. cre- the creeping in of taking over our time and our, you know, right. but at some point, once we've set the boundaries, at some point we need to let the walls down and let people back in and just start treating each other like humans. Like yeah. It's like the boundaries are putting up walls to protect us, but really that's not true connection. Right. It's almost like the first survival rather than the thriving. Like you need to do the boundary first, but then like you need to work on getting those walls down. Right, right, right. That makes sense. And I would say we're not necessarily taught how to do boundaries. We're told to put up boundaries. So maybe we're doing it wrong, which is why it feels like there are walls. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I'd be curious what a therapist has to say about that. Yeah. Like the woman that you like a lot, Dr. Nicole. Mm. The Nicole LaPera. Yeah. Yep. That was, that's her last name. She does a great job of 
Like if you're in this situation, say this, and it doesn't feel mean or like a harsh boundary. It's very relatable and easy to implement where when I hear like, oh, you need a boundary, it feels like it's going to be a lot of work to put a boundary up. And then once the boundary's up, it's going to be a lot of work to put said boundary back down where I think they're fluid. And I think boundaries are created to protect you from certain people and situations, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And your energy levels, a lot of my boundaries that I'm putting up now are around protecting my, my energy and my energy levels. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe that's why we're feeling anxiety. I feel like last week work felt like (laughs) calm. All of a sudden there's a million things. It's the end of year too. I think I always seem to get really anxious around this time too, because I don't like, not that I don't like chapters ending, but like New Year's for some is like this, yay, we're starting a new year. It's beautiful. And for me, I have a little grieving of the past year, like something ended for me instead of something started for me, which I'm sure that's a mindset issue, but interesting. I'm a little melancholy around the first and second of the year. Like it takes me the first week of January to kind of be like, all right, we're into a new year. Another year has passed. My kids are about to be a year older. I'm a year older. Very interesting. There's so many events. I almost feel like it's a loss of alignment or loss of control. Like I love our life. And then when we're going to all these things on other people's terms, it just feels like a stressor, you know? It is a stressor. Yes. Yes. It is a stressor. My sister texted me this morning, though. She knows, I don't know if she necessarily knows how anxious I am, but she knows how much I've been looking forward to this Sex in the City reboot. Oh, yeah. Like, Sex in the City is like, you remember we were talking with our client about like fruit versus fruit flavored candy? Mm-hmm. Sex in the City is like my fruit flavored candy. Like, that's mm-hmm. what you put on in the background when you're like hungover, doing laundry. It takes you back to a different time in your life. Yeah. And so I was really looking forward to having like another background show. And she wrote me this morning, she's like, do not watch it alone. It is not a background show. You <coughs> need to watch it with someone. Don't watch it before you record the podcast today. You're going to cry. It was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how long I've been looking forward to this? <laughs> oh my god! I don't want to be sad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know if you've watched it yet. I haven't watched it. I did see it in the HBO app. I'm excited. That is another PR person, like you know, P- PR. Like we were talking about Olivia Pope and oh Samantha Jones. Yeah, yep, as the Samantha publicist, Jones, another PR person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. At some point, I think it'd be fun to have a conversation about, and I feel like we're doing this with with Not Your Parents PR, but I don't know if we've said it super clearly about public relations and like the way people view PR and publicists and like this new era of public relations being more human focused. I feel like we spent, or at least I did, a majority of our careers trying to control our spokespeople to say certain things in certain ways. And now it's like when we get someone who can speak authentically, it's like, gold. It's totally different. It's like, don't, don't do the talking points. Just like say your great stuff you, you do every day. Yeah. 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 It's like winning the golden ticket when you can find a thought leader that you don't need to train to be authentic. (laughs) And they want to do it for the greater good rather than the spotlight. Uh, I do love that the majority, if not all of our clients are in that boat. I like that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've done a, we've done a good job manifesting who we want to work with in that way. I agree. Good bands, why? Just give me a look. 